After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly, beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the Juice and Mo podcast, recording this on a Sunday night after a heartbreaking <sighs> King's loss. So disappointing in so many ways because the Kings had a lead. They were up 141 to 137 with 18.4 seconds to go. They end up losing 143 to 142 because Dame Lillard hit a game winner. Three-pointer at the buzzer and the Bucks get the win. Each and every one of our podcasts presented by our friends right Northwest Exteriors. Check out TrustNorthwest.com. I'm Juice Mason alongside Morgan Reagan and Mo. This one hurts. This one really, really hurts. And there's so much to unpack from this one because there's so much good from this game. We saw the emergence of Kevin Herter mm. back in the lineup and showing life. A shorter rotation, a tighter rotation, a lot of good. The Kings kind of looked like the team from last year, but poor execution down the stretch. And then we saw the most epic of epic post-game press conferences from Mike Brown, who got ejected from this game, and then after, goes to the podium, busts out the laptop, and is starting to show missed calls by the officials tonight. Mm. Morgan, how you doing? I'm so good. What a night. What a night. What a night. <laughs> Where do just, we start on this I one? mean, there's so many different ways we can go about this one, but like, I feel like already your emotions are just like, here and here like when we started the show you're like oh we are live or whatever and then you got all excited and then and then two seconds later you're just like oh what a dagger that's the, what the and game then was you it. chucked your watch yes. and then you're like are you happy are you happy morning i'm like i'm fucking great i don't know where you're at but i'm great tonight i feel amazing you feel amazing even after what went down i do the stretch of this game well let's just start with the end of it okay because we can 
bounce around. There's so many angles in this one, but ultimately it was a Kings loss because Dame Lillard hit that game winner. Morgan, they're up 141 to 137. Monk's fouled. He goes to the line. Malik Monk. Despite the fact that the Kings are the worst free throw shooting team in the NBA, is their best free throw shooter. Ugh. 87% at the line. He was 0 for 2 at the line with 18.4 to go. By the way, Malik Monk missed four free throws tonight. That just doesn't happen. He was 6 of 10 overall, but missed two big ones when the Kings are up 141 to 137. Then a defensive breakdown, and Brooke Lopez hits a huge three like seven seconds later with yeah. 11.5. You're like, okay, <laughs> now, now it's a little tighter here. It's 141 to 140 at that point. Mm. But the Kings have the ball. You're going to get fouled once you get it inbound and hit a couple of free throws, and you move on. You escape. Well, De'Aaron Fox is fouled with 5.2 to go. Fox goes one of two at the free throw line. Wow. So with 5.2 seconds to go, the Kings are up one. Wow, this is just so hard to deal with. 142 to 140. Mm-hmm. Dame Lillard, the inbounder. De'Aaron Fox decides to help off of Dame, who's the inbounder. Dame looked like he wanted to give it to Giannis. Monk was kind of on Giannis. So De'Aaron kind of went toward Giannis Dame inbounds to Lopez, who in return gives it right back to Dame Lillard, who really had just a clear path. I mean, you give him space. Fox tried to recover, but Dame created separation and buried a three at the buzzer. Just awful execution down the stretch by the Kings. Awful. Awful execution. And um, on top of all of that, you talk about how Malik Monk is one of the better free throw shooters. Giannis Antetokounmpo is one of the not... So good free yeah, throw he's shooters. Not good. Yeah. And um, oh, he was knocking down all of his clutch free throws down the stretch. So it was killer. He missed one down the stretch, so that was big too. He though. did he miss had that, that huge one. one. Yeah. He did miss that one. And that was great. But you're talking about that last play with Dame. And I think right there alone is where we start with the execution and how the pressure was not put on properly. And which is so surprising because the pressure throughout this entire game was put on. It, it was it was at a different level than what we've seen as of late, right? It was like they were locked in, engaged, energy there against a better team. It was there. The resistance was not there on that final play. It was like everyone just was like, we got it. Well, we Fox made the mistake. Fox did not need to leave Dame to go help on Giannis. Like, let Dame throw the ball to Giannis. Monk is on him. And if anything, Giannis is the guy that has to try to create something once he gets the ball. And maybe he has to throw out a heave. Fine. I'd rather have Giannis throw out some desperation, bullshit, long three mm-hmm. for the win than Dame getting a clear runway. I mean, you Dame cannot get the ball in that possession. And once you, even when you recover... Monk could have helped on him, or Sabonis could have come up. They didn't blitz him. Like, Dame cannot get the ball in that situation like, cleanly. He got the ball cleanly, and that, that that's what happened. Everyone was afraid that maybe to foul him, uh, that like the refs were going to call a foul maybe, and so like they were like, all right, let's play this one safe. Playing it safe is getting your ass on Dame Lillard and making sure that he is feeling pressure. At least, you know, th- 
there was a lot of times throughout that game, Dame was like throwing his body and being yes. like, give me the and one, like all these veteran things. And I'm not even making fun of it because he's obviously so good at it um, and has been doing it for a long time at that level. But that final play, it was like, they didn't want to mess with that. They didn't want to be the one to mess with that. But at the, it, it would have been nice if there was um, more defensive pressure. That's you- it. Dame cannot go be able to go downhill in that situation. He is the inbounder. The he throws it to Lopez, gets the ball right back. That's just a brutal mistake by De'Aaron Fox, the Kings, in that situation. Yeah. And that that's what's unfortunate is one of your best guys, De'Aaron Fox, misses a huge free throw lay, and then there's that defensive blunder <sighs> by the Kings. And this is not a game the Kings should have lost. This is one we should have come on after. Like, mm. what a response after the game against the Sixers. That was sure. disgusting. They came out, played like the team of last year. The ball was moving, 30-plus assists. They Ooh. came back from being down 12. Yeah, they did. Right, Mike Brown gets ejected when the Kings are down 10. They had a couple of free throws to make it a 12-point lead, and the Kings rallied. They took punches. They were able to get back and make this an overtime game after De'Aaron Fox, that big bucket, Oh, my God. The, At the end the of the force. fourth. Yep. yep. Overtime. With, that was huge. Over Giannis. Yep. But it was great. But the execution down the stretch is just And it was crazy because they started the the overtime period with a turnover. The Kings did. And then I was like, oh, shit. Like, that's not the way you want to start. And, yep. and then you saw them pick it up from there. And when the Bucks were going scoreless and the Kings were getting stops, they were executing on the other end of the floor. Bucks having to call another timeout. Whatever. It was looking great. It felt like with the last 18 or so seconds left that when when the Bucks went into we're going to foul you mode, that the Kings were already in this place of we got this, we won this. And then free throws were being missed and it just wasn't enough. And when you have those moments, those lapses against a team like the Milwaukee Bucks that have done it at a very high level, um, and have been playing a lot better together. That's what could happen. Malik Monk, after the game, tweeted, my fault, sack. I'll Aww. be better. <laughs> so he's obviously feeling it after, you know, he had a chance to kind of seal it for the Sacramento Kings. But Yeah. Yeah. It, uh, yeah. Just that, that It just hurts because you, you literally had, had it. the game. Had and it. that would have just been a massive win in a tough place to win against a team that, has now beaten you 15 times in a row. So waiting for that one. 15 straight now. That was your shitty stat of the day nominee. Morgan, there's not a part of me that thought the Kings were going to lose when they were up four with 18 seconds to go. That I mean, that that's the other... You're up four with 18 seconds to go. And I know you never believe until there's no time left, but just Correct. being rational about it, it's like it, you, you have to execute better down the stretch. There's so much good... From this game that we'll talk about. Yeah. And I loved so many aspects. I, I loved everything until 18.4 to go when Malik Monk stepped to the line. And the, the free throw shooting hurt them tonight. And they are last in the NBA in free throw percentage. And in large part, that's because of Fox and Sabonis. Fox takes almost seven free throws a night. Mm-hmm. He is shooting 72.6%. Yikes. He improved last year. I think he was around 78% from the line. I want him to get to 80. He has dropped this year. Demonis Sabonis has dropped this year. He is second in free throw attempts. He is shooting 67% from the free throw line. So the, the, the two main guys 
your two best players are the ones who get to line the most and they are struggling big time. And it, it haunted the Kings in this one. Yeah. It, that's a great way to put it. It haunted and I don't know, the Kings. I don't know what the answer is. Like, De'Aaron's improved the three-point shooting. He De'Aaron's been a mid-range guy that's been really productive, but the free throw thing, if you're playing close games, that's what we're going to look at. And that's that's exactly what happened. You make one more free throw tonight. One more. We're having a different conversation, potentially. Yeah, and that's... All of that sucks. And the dagger at the end of the game, we've seen it oh so many times with Dame Lillard. And that's why when it did happen... I think I was less heartbroken that it was Dame that did it um, because I was like, typical, this was going to happen at some yeah, point. I um, disagree. It, what? I just, what? because that play shouldn't have happened anyway. Just Dame should not be able to get the ball in that situation. I agree with that. But it, I mean, like what it, but it did happen. I mean, that's my point is like it happened and it was not executed on the other side of the ball, but Dame executing what he needs to do on that side of the ball, like, We've seen it before. It's typical. It happens. But the sad part is he didn't even have to work for it mm. on that final play. That's what's the most annoying shit about that final play. But now I'll get to one little thing that I wanted to say before the podcast. And that was my opinion on this game. Because I have to drive back 90 minutes. So I have a lot of time to think after a loss, True. after a win, after a lot of time. And Deuce, usually I get a call from him with instant reaction emotions. And I'm like, bah, please, hold on. And even my dad, I call my dad and I got instant reaction emotions. Oh, I'm so angry, blah, mad at the world. Like, Everyone, I get it. Instant reaction. You know what I did or I tried to do as soon as that post game came on because I was getting ready to talk to a Kings player and go, did Mike Brown getting ejected from the game end up, you know, motivating you guys to play with a little fire under your ass? Whatever. That was not going to be my question, but it was going to be around that. Okay. And I didn't get asked that. I didn't get to know that answer. And instead I'm coming on camera deflated from a Dame Lillard three. But what I told myself when this game started, and I said it to Matt Barnes too, and I said, you know what? If they lose this game in a competitive style, I'm going to be okay because I haven't seen that in a while. And I know there's so many Kings fans out there, or NBA fans even going, how dare you be okay with the loss, you sick son of a bitch. Well, guess what? I am okay with that loss, and I'm not okay with how it ended and how things were not executed. Oh, no. We'll go over everything. But where I am okay was, ah, finally, the Kings are not losing by 20-plus, 16-plus points, and we actually had a competitive game against a good team, a competitive loss against a good team. No moral victory bullshit here. Don't you worry, (laughs) anyone that's calling me soft or sitting on a fence. I'm okay. I'm just telling you what what my opinion is. You can have your opinion, but that's where I'm going with this one. Proceed. I agree with that. I mean, it, it. yeah, I mean, I, I don't know how you watch tonight and aren't satisfied with how the Kings responded because they have been just pathetic in some of these losses this mm-hmm. year. I mean, just getting dragged. The defense has been bad. The shot making tonight felt like the team that I saw last year with a little fight where Kevin Herter, thanks for arriving. I know oh. we'll talk about all that. So that that was a huge 
Yes. Huge plus for me. But yes. again, you got to execute down the stretch and it's a loss. So the Kings are now sitting at 23 and 16. And then the other subplot to this is what happened after the game. Mike Brown, oh. who got ejected from this one, and his ejection was a story, right? Oh. The guy was red hot. He thought Fox got fouled by campaign. He did. The officials did not call it. Mike Brown gets on the court, and he is going at the young official. He bumps into Pat Connaughton, who's coming in transition, That's... to go after the official a little bit. And, I mean, he went as close as he could to the official without bumping him. I think Mike Brown's going to get suspended for that ejection. But you know what? I am so glad that Mike Brown got hot tonight. I don't think he's gotten a technical this year. And I felt like there are times like, Mike, you got you to gotta give him one. Your, your team needs that. You've been getting on them. You got to get on the officials a little bit when things maybe aren't going their way. Tonight, he had seen enough. I'm not a guy that slams officials no. all the time because I just think the job's hard. I understand it. But the league has had some really tough moments over the last week. And then they had some tough moments in this one. It's not just free throw discrepancy, right? It's a consistency. And I, I'm looking at the half. I'm like, 19 free throws for the Bucks, five for the Kings. It made no sense, especially on some of these calls where the Kings are attacking. Not kind of, They're not getting the same type of Correct. whistle as the Bucks, who are getting a favorable whistle right now. That impacts the flow of the game. Mm-hmm. That impacted the game in the first half. And I was irritated by it. It obviously irritated Mike Brown, who lost his absolute shit on that play. And I'm glad he did. Like, it was clear. It, his team got fired up. Trey Lyles came over. Malik Malk was, like, hugging him to pull him away and from smiling. the official. Just like, hey, yeah. hey, my coach, coach, you got it. You got to But the Kings were down away. 10 at that point, uh-huh. and that lit him up a little bit. It totally That did. lit a fire under their ass a little bit. I don't think it was because he – I don't think he was necessarily trying to do that. Mm-mm. I think he lost his shit because he wasn't satisfied – with some of these calls that were not being made out there by the officials in this one. And it's a larger issue in the league right now. And you're wondering, why are there so many missed calls? People have conspiracy theories. Oh, this is scripted. The officials are anti this. It's none of that. It's none of that. The the fact of the matter is there are more... You see younger officials getting opportunities now. And these officials, because you've had these longtime guys who either retired or left the league for whatever reason, who have been in the league forever, they're gone, and they're replacing them with younger officials who, to be honest, are like rookies in the NBA. The lights are bright for these people. Mm -hmm. And they come in, and they make mistakes. And I'm seeing it game after game after game. And tonight was a great example of this. It's about a consistent whistle. There was not a consistent whistle in this game tonight. There are missed calls galore, and I'm so glad Mike Brown got ejected. What do you think about that whole sequence? Well, that whole sequence, I, I'm with you. When I saw him lose his shit, I was like, okay. And then I saw the replay of what he lost his shit on, and at first I'm like, wait, wait, where's the foul? You see another angle. You see campaign doing his thing where he's just tripping up De'Aaron Fox. It's a, it is deemed a foul, but but screw even that play. Let's go forward to when Brooke Lopez is, has his arm on Sabonis, I believe it was. And has one Malik Monk. Malik, thank you. Malik Monk has one arm on him. Yes. And Malik Monk goes up to the basket. They call the foul. We all thought it was like, yeah, Malik Monk's going to the free throw line. The Bucks challenge it and go, that's not a foul on Brooke Lopez. And the refs look at the replay and go, 
All right, successful challenge. It's go. It's going to be, you know, uh, it's going to end up being Bucks ball. My point to this is Mike Brown breaks down how even that moment, this forearm is deemed a foul in this league, but all of a sudden it's not deemed a foul for Brooke Lopez. Those moments were happening too much in this game where it's like, oh, so that's a foul for Domas Sabonis, but that's not a foul for Brooke Lopez. And then when Mike Brown was already gone, I mean, you even had that moment when Sabonis took an elbow, a Giannis Antetokounmpo elbow to the freaking face. Yeah, and Sabonis, the camera's right on him. He's laying on the ground and he yells, how is that a foul? He was everybody at home watching that game. He was just on the ground like, I just got an elbow in the face. Luckily, they did overturn they it. They did. But and Mike Brown got ejected. It was 9.27 to go in the fourth. They were down 10 at the time after the free throws. They were down a dozen. And so my whole point to that whole thing was those moments were happening before uh, or, you know, before Mike Brown got ejected, the moment Mike Brown got ejected, and after Mike Brown got ejected. So I understood his frustration, and I enjoyed his frustration, but I'm sad if he's going to be suspended. He's going to be suspended. And it sounds like he's going to I be mean, suspended. I mean, he made, he came onto the floor, and a player ran into him. I think ah, that's, that's probably so enough, bad. and then he went after the official. And then, of course, what happened post-game um, was epic. Mm. Mike Brown talked about, hey, we messed some things up down the stretch, missed free throws, we should have blitzed Dame on that final possession, we messed that up. And then Mike Brown busted out a laptop and something we have not seen an NBA coach do post game before. Here's Mike Brown talking after the game. Let me let me see that, man. I just want to show you guys why I got kicked out of the game right here. This is in the first uh, this is in the third third quarter with 128 left to go in, in the third. And right here, you can watch you can watch. Go back and watch. He uh, Fox barely puts his hand on uh, on Dame's hip. Okay, incidental contact. He didn't push him or anything. He barely puts his hand on there, and they give him three free throws. Now, at half we were down, I think nineteen to five in the free throws, nineteen to five. And I know that happens sometimes, but that's very frustrating when at the end of the half, at the end of the half, from what I get get get, get told all the time, Malik drives. Uh, um, Lopez comes over and goes vertical with a forearm down here. Now, from what the NBA tells me the rule is, if you go vertical, you got to have two hands up. Because Domas has his hand down here a lot, and they call him for it every time, and they always tell us, well, you got a forearm here. And they said that, that they said that tonight they said the forearm could be here as long as it's not extended. So I don't know what the rules are mm. in, in this situation. I need a clarification because, again, Two hands up is what the rule is on verticality, but they were here and they said Lopez could do this. That's a five-point swing. They take away the two free throws, and then Milwaukee goes down and hits a three. And to end the half at 19-5, to that's tough to deal with, especially when you're getting told different interpretations on a rule. Okay? So now I go back. They call this foul. They call this foul again on Fox. Now, again... That's, he didn't push him. They, they, they said it's, it's supposed to be incidental contact. They give him three free throws. Now, watch this. Right right here. Fox comes off a of pick and roll. The kid uh, uh, campaign, campaign <laughs> hooks him. Hooks his arm. Look at, Fox's, look at Fox's arm when he spins off of this. Hooks his arm. He almost falls. No incidental contact. He hooks his arm and almost falls. And, and 
and there's no foul. And, and, and so, to, to me, as, as a coach, I, I, I'm okay with, look again, boom, he almost falls. And that, that's, that's at the fourth quarter at the 932 mark. I'm okay as a coach because the referees are human, and they're going to make mistakes. But you just hope, A, there's some sort of consistency. B, there's some sort of communication between the refs. And, and the refs tonight, they were great. They communicated with me all night. But in terms of the consistency, you guys saw it right here. Dame coming off the pick and roll and Foxy getting hooked and almost falling coming off the pick and roll. And then on top of that, if you get communication and you get some form of uh, 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 consistency in the game, okay, then you can live with some things. You can live with it. But, but, but the consistency that I see tonight wasn't, wasn't my opinion there. And then I, 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 I don't understand the rule. If if the rule is you got to go vertical and both hands up, how can you give? How can you take away two free throws when the guy got his forearm down here? Now, if the, if if they're going to change the rule on me and say, okay, the forearm can be down here, and the other one can be up there, all right, then now I know it going forward. But that's not what the rule is because we get it called on Domus all the time, and they tell us he's got to have both hands up if you want to go vertical. That's why I got kicked out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Mike Brown. Mm. Think about this. This guy gets tossed mm -hmm. after losing his shit. Goes back to the locker room and goes, video guys, give me this play, this play, this play. I need to play this on a laptop post game in the press conference. And then his camera presence. This guy mm. was looking right into the camera. He was making sure everybody who was watching at home felt his eyeballs pierce through that TV, so everybody could hear his message. And to be honest, he isn't wrong. And what's wild about that is, you know, you've seen NBA coaches lose their minds post-game with some epic rant. I mean, I don't think it was some... I mean, he just went up there with some facts. Calm and collect yeah. in the post-game with some facts. Oh, I love... Defeats, proof, timeline, screenshots, f***ing everything... Shout out to Natalie on Twitter. Natalie. Who posted that from Real Housewives, Salt Lake City. So he came with the receipts. I did that on the post game right after because that's the first thing that my mind went to was Heather Gay, Real Housewives <laughs> of Salt Lake City. That reel going down one more and it was right there. That's amazing. Right there. Oh yeah, this one. This is a Morgan uh, post game on NBC Sports California. I just want to show you guys why I got kicked out of the game right here. Receipts. Receipts. Screenshots. Oh, Screenshots. Timeline. Timeline. Give it, it to love them, it. Mike Brown. <laughs> he came ready to go. I loved it. I loved it. And here's what I love about it, too, is that in this, he goes... The refs, they're human. They were great. They were communing everything. He literally charged one of these humans and he charges him. And then at the end is like, you know, at first he's like, I want clarification, blah, blah. And by the end of this, when he's showing it on his computer, he goes, I know that this is not a foul. So why are you telling me that this is a foul? On top of all of that, Matt, Matt Barnes in yeah. the post game was after uh, Mike Brown was talking about how these are humans, blah, blah. Matt Barnes just like, Screw referees. They're not humans. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, Matt, they're human. Come on. Come on. He hates them. The official, Inte Wang, who is a young official. And you again, 
officials do make mistakes during games. I just think the NBA is in a tough spot right now where you've got a lot of young officials in there who might not be completely ready to be at the NBA level at times. And I think there's so much that goes into it, right? The game is fast, right? There's a lot going on and you have to be composed. You have to be able to communicate with players and coaches and be locked in. It, it takes time, and, and some of these officials are really young. And can I can I just say though too? We we say that, but don't you have to get NBA experience to like minutes to grow and get better as an official? And like, I I think when I say that, and a lot of people might jump on this. If Matt Barnes heard this, he would not be happy. And you look at the G League, and you look at officials trying to really figure it out there. We've seen officials come from the G League and then into the NBA, and it's a lot of practice. It's a lot of great experience. But then sometimes when they're in the NBA, it's still a little different. And sometimes I don't know if it's because there's so much star power because the pace in the game is uh, even quite different than the G League. There's similarities, still different. So I don't know what it is, but I guess my point is, don't you need those NBA minutes to just grow your game even as yes. an official? But the, the point is, is they're coming in and it's, I'm sorry, being in the G League, you're not, you're, you're playing, you're officiating games that don't feel like they have the same stakes, right? Sure. There aren't millions of people or, you know, locally hundreds of thousands of people watching an NBA game. Okay. Yeah. You've got fans, you've got people who bet the games, you've got everybody in attendance and you've got superstar NBA players, coaches, a lot on the line. There's a lot of pressure. That pressure is not the same pressure when you're coaching a game in Sioux Falls with, hey. you know, 320 people there in a G League game, right? Oh, it's just I a different it. type of pressure. And it's just like anything. You, you're you right. You just need the reps. But you have to have people who are locked in and ready for the moment, ready for the heat, that can handle the heat. And, That's um, fair. Yeah. But, look, picking on a young guy, it's he's not the only official who misses calls there's veteran officials who miss calls and it's just unfortunate that that continues to be a story mm. right now in the nba um, but i think it is an experience issue right now for the league as far as what mike brown did i'm again i'm glad he got tossed i'm glad he did what he did i think this was overdue in a lot of ways he had not had a technical i could be wrong i don't think he's had a technical this year okay and even if he has had maybe he's had one okay but i, I think he needed to do that not only to kind of send a message to the officials, but also like, hey, guys, I got your back for the players. You know, I feel like the vibes have been kind of weird in Sacramento, especially with how they've been playing and, you know, how Mike Brown's kind of done things with the rotation. Just been weird energy. Yeah. And, and tonight yeah. felt more like last year's energy. Like the team was playing the right way. Brown's all From fired up. From the start. The rotation was tighter. So there was just, there is a lot of good to take away from tonight's game. And I, I wonder if tonight could be a turning point. On one other note, Keegan Murray did not play in the second half, left yeah. with right, a hip irritation. I think people think it happened when he went on that dunk attempt on Brooke Lopez, when Lopez mm. blocked the shot and Keegan hit the ground pretty hard on that. 
Who knows how long that's going to be for him? Hopefully, okay. it's not like a long-term thing, but that's like an interesting subplot. The Kings also were without Keegan Murray in the second half, and Keegan was maybe missing some shots in the first half, but dude was playing. The guy was playing some good defense. He had a task at the start of the game, which was defend Dame Lillard. <laughs> think about that for a second, right? So I think they missed him in a lot of ways, but Trey Lyles started the second half. Trey Lyles had some nice moments tonight. Kevin Herter was big time. Anyway, it's one of those games that um, I think we'll be talking about for a while just from the standpoint that there was so much drama in this one. Went to overtime, poor execution. The official officiating was weird and then Mike Brown's epic post-game rant. Yeah, love dramatic games, but love them when they end in the fashion that I want them to end in. And that would have been with a Kings win, a Dame Lillard miss at the end, just execution from the Sacramento Kings. But I think too, now... Since we started at the back end in overtime for this game, I would love to kind of go through it, talk about some of these individuals, and really going into that starting lineup for the Sacramento Kings before we go into some of the other rotations yeah. that we really liked. But with that starting lineup, you had someone in Harrison Barnes coming out strong, contributing to this team, making sure that he was doing something out there in his th almost 32 minutes, scoring, what, 14 points in that one? He came out aggressive. He did. And I just, the reason why I think that's important to say, because when he contributes in one way or another, and this is also with Keegan Murray going out in this game, there are good things that happen for this team. But it wasn't only him being that X factor. It was also Kevin Herter being that other guy. Kevin Herter was fantastic. Yep. It was fantastic. And this is a good lesson for Kevin. It's a lesson. Don't let... The shots dictate your game. Kevin Herter did make shots tonight. That was great. It was how he played. The guy was rebounding his ass off tonight. He had a double-double. He had 10 rebounds. That was the most exciting part. Kevin Herter did have 20-plus points. It's the first time he's had 20-plus points in a game since late November. Yes. He's been in a major funk. You hope that this could be a turning point for him. I've maintained this with Kevin. He's a better player than he's played this year. There's just no way you drop off like that. He hasn't had some weird energy, weird inner energy injury. My goodness. Nice. He's been in his head, right? And I think Mike Brown may be in his head a little bit, whatever that is. He came out tonight, knocked down some shots, and all of a sudden his swagger was back. He can't let that dictate his game. Just play with the confidence. He had 26 points. He had 10 rebounds. He had three assists. He was active defensively, had many deflections tonight, 10 of 14 shooting, 6 of 9 from downtown. I was thrilled for him to have that type of game because yeah. that has been such a bad spot for the Kings. Think about this. He, if he's not playing well, well, Duarte was in there. He's given giving them nothing, nothing really. Duarte didn't even play tonight. So I loved what Kevin Herter brought. What what jumped out to you about Kevin in this I, one? I thought his confidence with his shot. And we've seen him chuck up some shots out there where it's like you can feel either the hesitation and or the release just not feeling the same. I felt like all the other things that he was doing on the floor, like you said, running in there for a rebound. Um, and when I say a rebound, I'm talking about 10 rebounds yep. that was giving him a different type of confidence 
to produce on the other end of the floor. And when he was taking those threes, there was no hesitation. He was not, when he saw it go in, he goes, all right, I feel good. But it wasn't only that, moving without the basketball. Right from the beginning of the game, Domas finding him on a, uh, it was like a slip. And, and Domas had this perfect bounce pass to him. Boom, easy two. And those little things happening, they get you mm -hmm. going. They make you feel confident. And his confidence went all throughout this one. I don't even need to see him score 26 every single night. It's like you said. I just need him to produce some and do all the other things. He can't be a zero for you. Correct. When he plays well, it does wonders for the Kings offense. Mm -hmm. I mean, tonight, they could handle the loss of Keegan Murray because Kevin Herter stepped up. He played like he was 6'7", right? And there's sometimes he doesn't play 6'7". Uh, defensively, rebounding. Maybe he's tentative out there. He wasn't that tonight. I was so happy for him, and I hope he could build off this because, you know, he, he was such an important piece to this team. And even, you know, the Kings offensive rating when he's out there is still really good, but it's even better when he's knocking down shots like tonight. And he had a big shot late in this game yes. in overtime. You had the stretch. We talked about the Kings being up 141 to 137. Well, the Kings were down. Uh, because This was a weird play, too. I'm glad we're bringing this up. So Fox makes it 136 to 134. You got Herder defending Dame, which is like, mm -hmm. but Kevin was competing. Giannis comes up, hits him with a screen. I felt like the screen knocked Herder into Dame. Whatever. Herder makes contact with Dame on a three-point attempt. Fouls. I, okay. <clears throat> when I saw that replay again, I think it was Herder's Herdum, <clears throat> momentum. That led him in his body going okay. into Dame. Fair enough. It, it was just a, it was a tough sequence, right? So Dame, who's pretty much automatic at the line, mm -hmm. hits three free throws, gives the Bucks the lead, one thirty seven to one thirty six. Kevin Herter shook it off and buried a three, puts the Kings back up two. Then Monk, of course, hit a jump shot to put him up four, and then and we know the result. Ugh. But anyway, I just it was it was really good to see Kevin play. In a big, big way. I think everyone needed to see that. And and I think uh, it helped bring someone even like you to talk about this team and go, hey, they looked a lot more like what they did last year. And it's because they had all these weapons. And it wasn't only being able to see Kevin Herter have some big moments, and especially there late in some um, really crucial moments. but And mistakes were being made. But mistakes were being made by your best player in De'Aaron Fox as well. But I just love that they felt like they had different guys that they had confidence in. Malik Monk, De'Aaron Fox, hitting some mid-range shots late. And it's just like this team does not feel like there's any egos around in when it comes to crunch time. And I think that is such a huge thing to have going forward. But you need everyone to be able to have all the Malik Monk confidence that they can get out there. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. 
The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Yeah, I was really, really pleased to see Kevin Herter bounce back. And let's let's hope he can keep this going. The Kings need him, especially if they're going to be a successful team. In the West, you know, he has not been a factor this year. Mm -mm. This year. Mm -mm. That's insane. I know. Almost halfway through the season. And he's been, I mean, the fact that we can go back to late November, his last 20-point game, that's pretty wild. Well, and that's why, too, whenever we talk about track record and why when you talk about this guy and all those trade rumors and those trade conversations, it's really difficult to think about at times because you go, God, this is still there. And if he's doing this against you on another team, that's difficult to think about. But you also hope that is what he's able to do. That is why the Kings made the trade in the first place. Morgan, we also need to talk about something that the chat's been asking about us. What? Uh, about with this game and that is a lineup that we have never seen the kings use was that ne we've never seen that one before maybe for a second okay maybe I, but i don't i can't remember i just trust you and your excel sheets so i keep track of the lineups and tonight we saw one and i i had to do a double take what, what happened 318 to go we saw a lineup that featured malik monk keegan murray trey lyles mm. Delmanis Sabonis and Alex Len. Yeah. We saw a big lineup yeah, debut in this game tonight. Well, okay. Couple things about this. Loved it. Had fun. They had fun out there. What about all the people that always say, I think Domas should play power forward? That say that a lot? Yeah, I, I've been mixed on it. I mean, I think it depends on the matchup. I think there's some matchups well, that aren't good. But I was fine with him trying Agreed. it tonight. Demonis is moving pretty well. I think he is showing that much. I think that's been much improved with his game this year. Like I feel like he is moving he's a moving. lot better, especially on switches, coming out on blitzes. They blitzed Dame a few yes. times tonight, and I thought hey, he handled it pretty well. Um, but it was interesting to see him go big, and I'm glad. Like try a different look, you know. Like especially with a team that's got size, when you know you have a lineup out there that sometimes has Giannis and Portis and Lopez but counter it a little bit and they even counted it when the, the Bucks didn't have all those guys in there and I thought hey it looked all right like Len had some nice contests like he does usually mm -hmm. Domas was moving well the Kings were rebounding I liked it yeah I'm I'm with you and I thought Alex Len's moments and his minutes in this game um we're just so fun. So fun. His presence, the way that he's moving out there has has looked so different, so energetic. You know, you look at him as such a big body, but even in that lineup too, it was like 
he was able to just sprint up and down the floor. Just some big moments from him. The other thing that we saw tonight, before Keegan went down, Mike Brown played eight players. Eight. Eight. Malik Monk, Alex Len, Trey Lyles. Sasha ended up getting some brief run in this one, playing about six minutes and 24 seconds because Keegan was out and they, you know, Trey Lyles needed a backup too. So Sasha came in there. He had four points and a rebound in his minutes. But I like the fact that he tightened it a little bit. I think the last, I mean, really for a while now, it just seems like he is searching constantly. Mike Brown's like, all right, Colby, you go in there. Kessler, you know, it's too much. Yeah. It's too much. Yeah. And you just need to find a group and stick with the group. Now, I'm not saying never adjust, but I want to see these guys get into some sort of rhythm out there. And I felt like tonight it w- it was good to see him stick to like an eight-man rotation. Some sort of rhythm, but also some sort of good <coughs> mental state, you know? Yeah. Like, it, it's not like it's, it messes with people when that kind of stuff happened. And it just felt like, again, you look at someone like Kevin Herter, because he was doing things, he was staying on the floor, but also he was staying on the floor. So good things were happening as well. Longer leash was there, shorter rotation. I loved what Mike Brown had to offer. Yeah, hey, Mike Brown, is he our rock and soul player of the game? Like, honestly, this is one of those games where I'm really happy with everything that he had to give. Let's give some love to Demonis Sabonis, too. Oh. We haven't even talked about the fact that this guy had another triple-double, 21 points, 15 assists, mm. 13 rebounds on 9 of 10 shooting. He played just under 45 minutes. It's his 10th triple-double of the season. He's second in triple-doubles this year behind Jokic. And Sabonis has seven triple-doubles in his past 13 games. It's wild. What it, stood out to you about him tonight? I just thought he was physical and aggressive from the start of the game on. And there's been times... He went at Lopez tonight. There's been times... Finished with the right! When there's frustrations, and we've seen him be frustrated, and it takes him out of the game. I haven't seen that a lot lately. And I think that's led to a lot of triple-doubles. Not only has it kept him on the floor... I mean, think about us talking about foul trouble at the beginning of this year or the end of last year, whenever it was. This guy has been able to stay on the floor. I think it was last game, if anything, that got those two or three fouls pretty early in the game. So I don't want to act like he's been doing this every single game, but we've been seeing it more consistent where he's able to stay on the floor because he's using his chest and he's using his chest on both ends of the floor. The other thing about that though is tonight the Kings did something different. In the past when they played the Bucs, they put Harrison Barnes on Giannis and it's just... Been, I uh, watch. I go. Why? Put put someone with some size on him. Mm. They elected to put, put Sabonis on they him, did. and that's another credit to this guy. Is he stayed out of foul trouble and he took the shots from Sabonis? Yes, it wasn't going to be perfect. Sabonis, uh, we know how difficult Giannis is, right? The guy Everyone. is just a physical freak. He's built like the Incredible Hulk or Deuce Mason, and that that's tough to deal with sometimes, right? What? Why are you smirking? Morgan, we, we have similar builds. It's not, I'm not trying to make it a thing, but similar builds. I'm not. Take off seven- your shirt and show everyone. Show you, me you your build. You want me to right now? Everyone wants to see your body. Okay, here I go. 
stuck. You're gonna wait, wait, wait. You're gonna hit the wine. Just. Oh, what happened? <sighs> Ripped, as you could see. <sighs> what? Such a stupid bitch. You think I give that away for free? <laughs> OnlyFans slash Deuce Mason. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I thought Sabonis did a fantastic job. Yeah. I love that, that they put Sabonis on Giannis. It I, was good. And they put Keegan on Dame. Deuce. Some different looks. Going back to Sabonis, because that is who we are shining a little light on right now. But you're exactly right. The way that he kept, he didn't allow, it is difficult enough to be like, all right, if Giannis goes downhill, shit's difficult. He was able to be at this perfect spot on the floor to be like, shoot the midi, but if you come in here, I'm in a battle with you. I'm not going to let you just get this line drive every time. And there was moments he still had, Giannis still had his moments where he'd create space or find an easy way to get to the basket. Sure. But for the most part, I thought Domas did a fantastic job on that end of the floor as well. Giannis shot 14 free throws tonight. The Kings shot 20. There's a couple times I did feel, to be honest, the Kings, they did breathe too hard on Giannis. I mean. Breathe? Oh. And it, and it just caused him, it just bit. jolted him. You know what I mean? And I, I get why they called it. Anyway, um, Giannis no. did have a triple-double. He had 27 points, 10 rebounds, 10 assists, 9 of 16 shooting, 9 of 14 overall But I uh, at the free throw line. But... Yeah. I, I did feel like they did a pretty solid job on him to make him work, make life more challenging. Dame Great. was 9 of 23 in this game, 5 of 13 from 3. His fifth one was ultimately the game winner in this Jesus. game. The guys that absolutely destroyed Sacramento tonight were the others. Bobby Portis, 9 of 11 with 22. Malik Beasley, he cooled down a little bit late, but it felt like he could not miss. He came into tonight shooting something like 48% from 3. He was five of nine from downtown in this game. Yeah, the others. That was the story of the Milwaukee Bucks. And not to say that their guys didn't produce, because I thought they still also did a great job. But it wasn't their 50-point games. It wasn't their 40-point games. Instead, it was everyone contributing for this team. And uh, like you said, Portis off the bench. But I also thought campaign had some Big threes when he was in there. He was three of four from beyond the arc. He finished with 15 points in his 12 minutes of play. Plus that foul that sent Mike Brown over the edge and out of this game. Yeah, I didn't even talk about campaign. You're right. The, the others. I mentioned I left campaign out. <laughs> the fact that he played 11 minutes and 35 seconds and yes. was three of four from downtown, five of seven. Hit some ridiculous shots. Disgusting. I'm just like, really? This guy? I'm glad he had a heat check miss. That was really nice. For Sacramento tonight... Uh, we mentioned Demonis Sabonis with a huge triple-double. Kevin Herter with a double-double, too. 26 points and 10 rebounds, 3 assists. De'Aaron Fox had a bizarre night. He started 4 of 5, and then he cooled down big time. Yep. Ends up finishing with 32 points, 12 of 26 shooting, 2 of 6 from 3, 6 of 7 from the line. That's great. 6 of 7 at the line. The one missed free throw is what cost the Kings. Uh, he had five assists cost. in this game, three steals. It didn't cost the king. That one missed free throw. It did, because if he made both, then 
Sure, Dame's got to hit his three to force a double overtime. I know. I guess I it's and Malik Monk. It's I'm no, not, it's true. It's it is true, what it is. But man. sometimes it's hard for me because yes, I agree. But at the same time, it's like if anything, what cost the game was that defense on Dame Lillard at the which end. was De'Aaron Fox, and that's to yeah. me more of that big moment than the missed free throw. But yes, either way, there's so many of those moments at the end of this one that were tough. But like you said, De'Aaron Fox in his 43 minutes, um, still had a pretty a pretty good game out there especially yep. the way that he was finding his mid-range shot and there was a few times where I thought he was being a little bit passive with the way that I think he had that dagger pass to Sabonis that went out he of bounds. He should have shot end. that. And he should have shot that Morgan. That that moment right there I was like what are you even I think even Domas because Deuce I don't know if you know this but I had a one-on-one with Domas yeah. Sabonis and he talked about Domas in crunch time, he's looking to rebound when De'Aaron is going to the basket because he goes, that guy's going to shoot the ball. And so even in that moment, I think Domas was like, what the, shoot, that's your shot, man. Like yep. shoot the ball. So he had, he had that moment. It wasn't great. It happens. Malik Monk, by the way, had 14 points combined in fourth quarter and overtime. 14 of his 28 points off the bench. He had 28 points. He had seven assists. 9 of 21 shooting for him. He was 4 of 9 from 3. He's playing with such great energy tonight. One of my favorite plays he had was a nice rebound, and he absolutely got that rebound, pushed, went end to end. He saw Dame in front of him, laughed, went right around him, and got to the basket. Mm. Uh, he had a big game for Sacramento in this one. Kevin Herter also had 11 points in the fourth quarter for Sacramento. 11 of his Damn. 26 points came in the fourth quarter for Sacramento. So... There's just so much good tonight, and it, it, it's weird to be talking about that after a loss, but that you have to acknowledge it. It was, to me, I, I feel so much better about this good. team compared to how I was feeling after this. I mean, the losses lately have just been... Shit. Just, it's just been bad. Yep. Every loss has been bad, and tonight's ending was awful. I will admit that, but I felt like the compete is what I want to see tonight. What, what I wanted to see tonight and going forward from the Kings. It's like, give me some competitive games against good teams. The Milwaukee Bucks are flawed. I don't think they have a championship team at this point. Sure. But they're a team that has enough to win a lot of regular season games. They destroyed Boston there the other night. Uh, they lost to the Warriors. Or did they lose the no, Warriors? They, they beat won the Warriors last night. night. Yeah, the, the Warriors were shorthanded, though. But they beat them. They're 28-12, and 12, and they've been playing well at home. They're a tough team to deal with, especially offensively. You see it with Damon Giannis. Those guys create so many good looks for others. We talked about the others tonight. Well, you got to worry so much about that Dame Giannis pick and roll that someone like Malik Beasley gets some great open looks. And there's a reason why he is shooting such a high percentage from three. He's getting wide open looks because of these guys. Dame is hard enough to deal with one-on-one. Giannis is hard enough to deal with one-on-one. So when you put other guys around them, some shooting, it's a challenge. I loved how Sacramento played. Uh, Someone in our chat said, hey, nothing is worse than being down by 50 at home. And that's exactly right. We remember that feeling against the Pelicans, and it was not pretty. And not to say, like, it's not to compare. It's literally what we've all been saying. And Mike Bibby said it on the postgame show after the Sixers game. He goes, I just want a competitive loss. Like, I don't even give a shit if it's a loss. Like, I just want a competitive loss. And tonight, it was 
one of those games against the Bucks where the Kings absolutely could have got the win, should have got the win, but they screwed up in some of these last-minute, overtime minutes, and um, it was a competitive loss. No moral victory. Don't worry, anyone that's like, you're soft. You no know moral what? victory. I may give it a moral victory tonight. You know why? Because the no. Kings haven't had one this year. They've no. been... <laughs> <laughs> uh, who would be your rock and soul player of the game chat? Who would be your player of the game tonight? Morgan, who would your player of the game be? Does it have to be a player? I mean, it doesn't have to be. Go ahead and nominate whoever you want. I would like to nominate uh, head coach Mike Brown for just being phenomenal with his uh, rage toward the official. I thought it was beautifully done with Malik Monk trying to hug him off of him to his apology after the game and breaking down the whys he was angry. I just loved it. Loved it. So you're, he's so human. He's so relatable. I love Mike Brown. Yeah, and I thought he coached, he coached a good game today. I like that, that he went the big lineup. I like that, as we've mentioned, he tightened the rotation. It felt like they played with a little bit of fire tonight. Uh, we're getting many mentions. A couple of people mentioned Kevin Herter. Someone, yeah. Matt mentioning Domas Sabonis. Jess mentioning Sabonis. Garrett saying Herter. Buckhorn saying Herter. Ruck is saying Dane. No. We're not, you know what? Let's see who it is. Who is it? The Rock and Soul player of the game. Hopefully I hit the right button. Kevin oh, Herter gets it tonight. Good for him. Yeah, I'm giving it to Kevin Herter. Good job. 26 points, 10 rebounds, 3 assists on 10 of 14 sh shooting. We need to have some perspective on this guy lately because he has been really, really bad this year for Sacramento. For a guy that was so impactful for them last year. I mean, he didn't play last game, right? Yeah. He only played one minute against Charlotte, against Detroit. He had four points in 29 minutes. Pelicans, 17 points, but, you know, that was a blowout. Before yeah. that, Toronto, three points. Orlando, he played 18 minutes, had two points. In the loss against the Hornets, he had four. Morgan, Deuce, his he has had, haven't been felt. My, that's my point. Yep. He has had, before tonight, yep. double figures in one, two, three, four games since December. Yep. You have to go all the way back to November 28th when he had 21 points, nine rebounds, five assists, and a win against the Warriors when the Kings rallied back in that in-season tournament game. So I'm so happy for this guy because he is someone that struggles with confidence when he mm -hmm. is in a funk, and he's dealt with some adversity this year. He responded in a big way tonight. He looked like the Kevin Herter of old again. And I think there's so many people who talk about Oh, the Kings, they don't run the same offense. Dude, the Kings are running the same amount of dribble handoffs as they did last year. Actually, a little bit more. The difference is handoffs. you're not making the shots. You're not making the mm -hmm. shots. You're not as efficient. Teams are defending it better. But Kevin got it going tonight, and I was really happy for him. Our Rock and Soul player of the game, Kevin Herter. Yeah. Make sure you go check out Rock and Soul Diner just six blocks away from Golden One Center Friday and Saturday nights in January. You can get 50% off your entire bill after the Kings game. And during the Kings game, 25% off appetizers and drinks. It's a hell of a deal. Morgan. Yes. Do you think this loss? Oh. I don't know. Do you feel like this loss? It, it, I guess it goes back to a moral victory thing, which we're not talking about. But I, literally, I feel like this this game should give the Kings a little bit of confidence. Even the way it ended, crappy. No? 
Okay, can I tell you why? Yeah. I Because I have felt that way about other wins this season. This season, not this year, this season, where I'm like, all right, this is where they're turning the corner. I still think they're an consi- inconsistent team until they show me otherwise. Until they show themselves otherwise, right? Like, this game, this game is the start, even though it's a loss, it's the start of being more like themselves again. What are they going to do coming up against the Suns? Mm-hmm. And even if it's a loss against the Suns, I will not be as happy or chipper as I was tonight. But but if it's a loss in a competitive game and it gives us something to break down and actually talk about with their game and not just being disappointed in some blowout bullshit loss, then all right, we can start talking about, okay, are we getting somewhere with this team in this rotation? What would be your Sharif Jewelers moments of the game? How about would it be oh. Dame fouling Fox on a three point attempt in overtime that did not get called? Dude, we didn't talk about that enough. Talk about it really quick before. <laughs> I mean, it didn't decide the game, and it's like, well, Fox making free throws anyway. But like, it's just annoying. That's you know, it. Uh, Fox launched a three in the overtime period. Dame clearly hit him. Clearly. I went back and watched the replay. In fact, you're probably going. Okay, dudes, are you exaggerating? Well, I'm glad you asked. Wait, this you is this it? is how petty Jesus. I am. I said, let's go to the tape. I'm like Mike Brown right now. I'm bringing out the laptop. Pretend I have the I laptop, like okay? okay? So here is, this is an overtime. The Kings are up. I think it's 130 to 128, 347 to go. Dame is defending. I go slow motion. Clearly hits. Taps it. Taps it. Yeah. And then and let it- me rewind for you, too, if you don't mind. This is extra slow motion for you. Here's Dame contesting the shot, makes contact. He tried to pull back his hand fast, but he made enough contact to alter the shot. That is a foul, and that should have been called a foul, which would have been three free throws for De'Aaron Fox with the Kings up to 347. To I, I, even the refs not questioning, like, why was that such an air ball? You know, it's not like De'Aaron Fox with tired legs and chucking up a shot. It was surprising to me that they weren't like, Okay, did that was that tipped? Was did anyone see that ball tipped? No. It was clearly he got knocked on the wrist. And De'Aaron was irate after that play and he had every right to be. He his shot was altered because of it. And so some bullshit. That was beyond frustrating. Mm-hmm. Did I just pull Mike Brown? I just brought out some evidence. Just no, put him right there. Th- this is just naturally us. This is not a Mike Brown. Stop trying to act like you're like Mike Brown. We all want to be Mike so. Brown. We got some day, coach but... qualities. Okay, so that's not the moment of the game. No. Okay. Yeah, the moment of the game. Um, God, there was this sequence of the game. I wish I remembered it well, but it was just Domas bonus everywhere on the defensive end. And I want to look back at it tomorrow to show you, just so we remember coming back to okay. this moment. But. My moment of the game, Mike Brown going off. I just want to remember that because I think... Mike Brown laptop. That, post game, and then going off... And ejection. Yep. We do have to know missed free throws. Because I think when we look back at this game, when we pull this from the moment jar, Sharif Jewelers moment of the game. Dame Dagger. Put it on there. You know what? I'm not going to forget it. Okay. That's how that's how much is going to stick with me. Our Sharif Jewelers moment of the game, pretty much Mike Brown. Oh, you, your mood just keeps going up and down. Yeah, it does, Morgan. Because I cannot believe Dame got that look. What? Well, Why do you defend? Remind me. I just would you love to like know, that. and I don't know if Fox talked about it after the game, but I would love to know in that situation, like 
Dion, why did you think like to go defend Giannis on the inbound when Monk was in front of him? I don't think there was. I the reaction there is just like that can't be the case. And then you're just in recovery, and then you have a chance to kind of recover from it. Oh yeah, I can and see Sabonis it. come up and blitz. I mean, the guy cannot sidestep into a three with 5.3 to go. I mean, this is just a breakdown of epic proportions. I mean, this is execute. He runs back on Dame. You know what what was interesting? Sabonis. Why was Sabonis playing off? Sabonis was at the free throw line. Sabonis should have came up almost to Brooke Lopez first to be like, all right, let me come up even more. But you look back at even that situation with De'Aaron Fox. It's not like he, he, he didn't give up. He let up. He let up, and in just in, in, a, in a split second, he was standing up instead of sitting down in that defensive stance. Deuce, it was a, it was such a quick moment. Like looking back it, at it if, again, it's it, like if he doesn't go toward that's not, Giannis, that's not just his fault though. That's I understand really it's not. not. No, and I mean after that, I mean if you really like, yeah, if you really want to break it. Oops. Didn't Wait, want. so you didn't like the way that he was trying to deny with Malik on Giannis. You, you didn't need to. Okay, yeah. let, let, let yeah, Giannis yeah. gets the ball. No, Look I at where it. his angle is. So Giannis maybe gets by. Giannis is going to have like some bullshit like half-court heave. And it's Giannis. I'm not worried about that. What I'm worried about is this guy getting the ball back. So now, Dame, right at this moment, I mean, he's got an ability to go downhill. So bonus at the free throw line. So bonus decides to back Sabonis up. Why? Why at that up. point? You know, I think he's a little worried about Giannis at that moment. But uh, look, at it, this moment, Dane look, De'Aaron thinks he's got Dame. Dame can put on a little move. He does just that. So bonus, why are you staying there? Uh, the, you know what can beat you? A three pointer, not a two. A uh, two can't beat you. I'm gonna, so get your ass up and get up there, blitz him. I he cannot get that look. I was so much. I was way angrier before. But watching this over and over, it's, it's worse to me. No, yes, it's Morgan. not. It, to me, it's not as bad. It's it's bad. Oh, don't get me wrong. It's bad. But what's bad about it is. You don't leave Dane. Listen, listen. What's bad about it is just the IQ not kicking in for everybody. Right. That that was and that was it. That is it. Because I, I even I thought I thought maybe De'Aaron was like too much uh like too loose with this situation when i first watched it but looking at it again it's not that he's loose it was just they weren't reacting quick enough to their personnel and even right there dame crosses over and or just starts going down toward the middle instead of down the right lane and that's where De'Aaron's body he gets that one step in front of him, and Domas, just stop. Look how far. Domas right there, he's thinking there's three seconds left on the clock. He's just thinking, I'm not letting, I'm protecting my paint, no. but I get it. Yeah, that's, I get you, it. You, you, I'm not saying he's You're at right. the top of the key now. You I'm drop back, and then right. that's that does nothing. And it's a hell of a shot by Dame. Let's also acknowledge that. Like there I don't, you go. it's a hell of a shot. But he shouldn't have got that shot. And that's what's disappointing. Is I understand De'Aaron recovered, but who cares at this point? This is where it's communication. Monk's like, I, Monk should be like, I got him, I got him. Instead, of De- yeah, yeah. It's, it's just I, I wouldn't have even worried about Giannis in that it point. Just, it, at, at I that guess. Point. I it's guess just, my point is, is like I'm not leaving. I'm. That's De'Aaron's had moments like that late in the game where. 
he gets the ball back. You Guess know what, and, though? He's not going to have that moment again. He's not going to have that moment again. Not. not this season. He's not going to have that moment again. I think he looks at that, and, like, even if Mike Brown is trying to stick up for him and goes, we should have blitzed Dame at the end of this one, it's like, even if you were to blitz Dame, it doesn't matter. It's it's on, you want to you wanna still put that much pressure and that much responsibility on your leader in De'Aaron Fox to just yeah. get it right. Kyle says, you act like it was a wide-open catch and shoot three. No, Kyle, but here's the thing, like, the details matter in these late game situations. And that's what basketball is. You know, the th- these players are so good, right? So you have to do everything in your power to make it slightly more difficult. And Dame getting the ball downhill is, he's done this. Like this is, he's comfortable with that. Like, oh, I have a straight line that's, to get to my spot. And that's, it's that's someone that's tough. done it yeah, before like, Kyle. And that's the only reason why it's like, because I get what you're saying too. You're like, wait, it wasn't the, the easiest look, but yeah. for Dame, that's like a <laughs> walk in the park type of look. And it's just understanding the moment too. Like worrying, like De'Aaron coming off the inbounder to worry about Giannis getting the ball. It's like, look, Monk is there, and maybe help can come up. Hey, like, is Giannis... Giannis could get past Monk, I guess, and go... Uh, but what are the odds that Giannis is going all the way to the basket in that time? He's probably going to feel like he's got to force something up. Or Dame just gets the ball right back, and Fox recovers, but puts a little crossover on him, gets to his spot, Sabonis doesn't help, bang, that's game. And that's what's unfortunate. Phillips says, I threw up in my mouth right now. That's a bad feeling. Yeah, we all did. We all did. We all did. How did you bring me back to this dark spot? Is it because we were talking about the end of the game, right? Yeah, we were just, I, I didn't bring you. It's not a dark spot. It's you guys. It's I a, wanted it so bad. It's a, Hey, it's a learning situation. You might as well experience it now. Learn from it now. Move forward. Do you like my mindset? I, I, like I do. Mindset. We also should mention that tonight's podcast presented by our friends over at Northwest Exteriors, Morgan Reagan. If you need windows, why should you go to Northwest Exteriors? Well, not only are they simply the best, but you can save a lot of money on your energy bills. Uh, the way that they have been able to really hold in the heat in this podcast room, or if Carlin takes a giant poop because he's paralyzed and he can't hold it in, you really can smell it. I know that doesn't sound a good like a good thing, but my point is it really holds in everything. And it's something in this old house that I was like, I never realized you needed to have that in the yeah. summer, in the winter. It is worth it. Just go get a free quote. Don't waste your time going anywhere else. How about someone who's local? They've been in Sacramento forever, and they don't subcontract out to, like, Southern California. If you go through them, you go through them. You can go to their showroom and see all the windows and options for yourself. So check out their website, TrustNorthwest.com. They are... Trust Northwest. A little off cue. Oh, let's try it again. Uh, you got to just understand that Northwest Exteriors, they're simply the best. Trust Northwest. How was that? It much, you took such a deep breath before the other one. You were like, <gasps> it was cute. It was good. So cute. so cute. All right, next up for the Sacramento Kings, the road trip coming to an end, huh? Oh, thank God. They're two and two on this road trip. You would love to get another one. Uh, they finished the road trip off coming up on Tuesday when they were in Phoenix against the Phoenix Suns. The Suns were in action tonight, 
And it wasn't the easiest victory for them, mm. but they pulled away late to beat a Portland team, 127-116. to 116. Portland had a ton of injuries. Malcolm Brogdon did not play. Neither did Jeremy Grant. They missed a few other people, too, including Matisse Thibel. And a lot of people are like, oh, does that mean those guys are getting traded tonight? Maybe that's what's happening. Because they were kind of last-minute scratches. Yeah. Anyway, uh, the Suns win. They're hanging up at 21-18. and 18. Tonight, Beal, Booker, and Durant played. Durant had 21. Beal had 23. And Booker had 34. It's our first chance to kind of see those three play together coming up on Tuesday. Yeah. And I, I think you look at this point of the season and you go, all right, let's play a team that's fully healthy so we can get a pulse on what our team, yep. this team currently can do against a team like that. And that's why even tonight, I'm glad that Giannis played. I know there was a second that he was questionable because of his shoulder. Uh, Chris Middleton obviously wasn't even playing. That's something else we didn't mention in that one. But yeah, I, I want to see it. I want to see it. I want to see what the Kings can do, especially with a day in between, rest, go to Phoenix, boom, come home. So overall, you're feeling what about the Kings? The same. Wow. I yeah. feel better. Oh, that's good. I'm I'm glad that you feel better. I definitely, I feel the same until they show, they put some, some games together. Yeah. Games to me, and I said this last year, but my expectations are different. I said, games to me, it's not just wins. It's how they're winning and losing. And even with if they lose tonight's game and then find a way to battle back against the Suns, if they lose against the Suns, I will still feel that disappointment. But it's how they lose or how they win that I will that will make me have more pulse, uh, more of a pulse of where I want to go with this. Let's get to some super chats. Jersey Devs donate 10 bucks. Appreciate you. Saying the Kings should have something like a swear jar, a free throw miss jar for charity. Prorated by player salary. Alternatively, you could have performance bonuses and players' contracts based on free throw percentage. Yeah, the free throw stuff, I, it's so hard to understand. Yep. You know, I do some, I'm not going to pretend like I'm some free throw expert. Sometimes I feel like That's Fox fair. moves a little fast up there. Yeah. Take, take your time. Giannis takes three hours up there. Can So, so this sounds kind of dumb, but whatever. When I used to play... And when I was trying to find my free throw rhythm and when I would miss free throws a lot, it was so annoying. So then what I would start doing is like you see De'Aaron Fox trying to get into it quick. It was more of a the mentality thing. I don't want this to be on my mind long. I want this to just be in rhythm. So I would just go one dribble shot, one dribble shot, not even whatever. Take no time. I realized that wasn't working. So I went more of the Giannis route where it was like, Breathe, focus, mental. It's like golf almost when you're at that free throw line. Like you need to make sure that you have the right mindset. That was ultimately what I found out for me. And I think for De'Aaron, maybe that's where he goes with it eventually. And I think sometimes too, we go, they just need to practice. Dude, these guys, they practice free throws. All the time. But there's also something to the fact of practicing when you're tired. At the end of games, right? Yeah. So how do you do that? That's why you practice at the, you shoot free throws at the end of practice after a hard practice. You run. If Go you to miss. the line. If you're all fresh and just hitting free throws, what's that mean? You don't have a crowd mm -hmm. around you. You're not really tired. It's a different level of mental toughness and focus when it's a close game. The pressure of that. That's one. Yeah. Being tired from playing a hard game is two. 
You just have to fight through it and nail those free well, throws. Well, that's why coach makes them run at the end. It's yep. not it's not just because, oh, it's discipline. It's literally to be tired and because it's falling on you. If you miss it, everyone's running liners or whatever. So that mental state right there, they want that pressure to be on you to be felt when you're practicing. Geeky Nana donates three bucks. Thank you. I miss Luke donates five bucks saying, it's a painless night. As I lay here sleepless. Open Mike donated a few times tonight. He donated uh, two bucks, then another two bucks saying for Magic Deuce, like Magic Mike. He donated five bucks, says, besides the roster moves that are needed, Mike Brown is not a championship coach. Mike Brown is Mark Jackson. Another coach will be needed to win the ship. Oh, my God. Open Mike. So You know what? I want to take that $5. I'm going to take it, okay? I'm going to light it on fire. That's how I feel about that BS comment. But appreciate the Hard donation, disagree. but stop. And also said, I don't always listen to podcasts, but when I do, prefer to do some. Oh, good night. Thank you. <laughs> well, Mike, I love everything about you except that lame comment <laughs> about Mike Brown. Um, let's get to some final thoughts overall. Final thoughts for me. Love the competitive nature. Love the style of this game. But ultimately, what I feel like we've been complaining about a lot of, Mike Brown and his rotations, love what we saw from it liked a lot of what we saw of it from tonight my final thought if you play like you did tonight you're going to win a lot more games right play with that flow yeah they look like they were having fun again and now you got to execute down the stretch in close games part of it is they really haven't played many close games yep they really haven't so um, you'd like to see them execute better down the stretch. They did not do that in the overtime period in that final 18 seconds. That's going to live with you. Hopefully, it's a learning experience and, and, and you bounce back. But overall, I loved how they played tonight. It was good to see Kevin Herter bounce back. Hopefully, Keegan's all right. We'll be back live again to talk about everything Tuesday night. Let's go. And we will be putting out content all the time on our YouTube page, youtube.com slash at Deuce and Mo. We'll preview games. If there's any breaking news around the NBA or any big trades that happen, you know where to be. We'll be here. We love you guys, but we got to go. Thanks so much for being here on a Sunday night. See ya. Deuce and Mo. Deuce and Mo. Deuce and Mo. They tell you what they know. Deuce and Mo. Deuce and Mo. Deuce and Mo, the podcast that you know. Deuce and Mo. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.